Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This show is brought to you by Green King, your home of pub sport. With over 900 sports pubs across the country, Green King is where the fans go, showing every broadcast game for Spurs. Head down to your nearest pub and you can enjoy every live sporting event from BT and Sky Sports on tap. Download the Green King season ticket app. You can receive a free drink when you register and 10% off a great range of drinks one hour before, during and after any match. Head to the App Store and search season ticket to download the app. When registering, if you use the promotion code SPURS, that's SPURS in all caps, as a listener of the show, you'll get an additional £5 off when you spend £15 on drinks. Green King, it's where the fans go, your home of pub sport. Get all the latest football headlines and bite-sized opinion in the brand new Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Join Mark Smith, Martin Gritton and a conveyor belt of guests as they dissect all the biggest stories in one small, perfectly formed package. Take five to ten minutes out of your day to stay up to date with everything that matters in football. Whether it's a big result from the night before, a new excuse from Jurgen Klopp, a shocker of a VAR decision or a new chapter in the ongoing Man United soap opera, we will cover it. All the latest news every weekday lunchtime on the Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Look for the Whistleblowers wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to this week's Spurs show. It's Mike Lee here. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Lots to cover this evening, the two games this week, the draw in Germany, the win at Brighton, and then coming up, the return fixture, effectively, uh, at White Hart Lane against Eintracht Frankfurt, and then Everton at the weekend. It's also been a very sad week for the club with the passing of Jean-Pierre Ventroni and also uh, John Duncan. Uh, joining me tonight is, uh, from ZigZag TV, Danny Fenton. How are you, Danny? I am not bad, Mike. Good. It's been a funny old week, as, as Jimmy Greaves kind of used to say. 
Um, there was quite a bit of pressure really um, building on Conte after the uh, Arsenal game. And uh, we went to Frankfurt. We kind of thought that uh, he'd finally maybe switch the 3-5-2 and rotate. He didn't, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, but one can argue a bit unlucky not to get all three points. Again, not firing up front. But uh, another clean sheet. And I think most of us, after the Arsenal game, probably would have taken the point. Would you agree? I think so. I mean, I think everybody would have been happy with the point. It's kind of weird how we had such a great finish to last season. And then people were talking about, well, if we lose to Arsenal, we lose to Frankfurt and we lose to Brighton, he'll be under pressure for his job, which just shows the kind of crazy nature of modern football. I thought the, the, you know, the performance in Frankfurt was was a good performance, just poor finishing, but made you feel confident, you know, for the second leg, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. I think the nature of the Arsenal defeat really set people back. You know, obviously losing to Arsenal any time is bad, but the, the manner in which we lost was quite spineless. And I think that made people question him tactically. Um, and yeah, I think people thought the tactics would change for Frankfurt and they didn't. We were certainly more aggressive, though, weren't we? There was a reaction, I thought, in in the sort of pressing and and stuff like that. There was certainly more more aggression in the play. Clearly, they had a rollicking uh, after the Arsenal game. It felt like we had a lot more possession than we'd had recently, and and the football was much um, more attacking. The only problem was the finishing was really poor, and I think that's why it felt like a frustrating... Uh, result, although as you said earlier, you know we would have taken a draw beforehand, and makes you feel optimistic for the second leg. They they, they were really poor, I thought, surprisingly poor. What's so weird about this season is that the one thing we always kind of knew would work was the front three. And I know Kulisevsky's been out, but we're not used to that front three, especially Sun and Kane not firing the overpassing, the underpassing, they're not finding each other. That's one thing we just took as granted would always work. And I think that's been obviously a key problem in, 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 in recent games. I think you just said it, Mike. The, the lack of Kulizewski makes the, the, the attacking front three disjointed. I think that Richarlison, you know, tries very hard when he plays, but he hasn't got quite the same connection or the same ability to sort of go wide and cut in in the way that, um, you know, Kulizewski can. Son, he's clearly out of form. I mean, even though he got the hat trick when he came on against Leicester. And I think you see when players try too hard, then they, you know, don't pass it as well. And Son is trying too hard, it seems. And we just need him to sort of be back in the groove because, as you say, that connection with with Kane is so key and where's Kane going to get the supply from if it's not from Son and Kulisevsky? Yeah. So anyway, we, we, we got the draw and I, and I think it was certainly an improved performance, obviously not firing up front. And then what obviously happened at the club this week was the passing of Jean-Pierre Ventroni, our fitness coach. Uh, Ventroni only been there 11 months, but obviously had a long association with Antonio Conte and some of the other backroom staff. And from the outpouring from the players, in that short space of time, he really, really made an impact sort of within training and I think outside training. A lot of players talking about how they chatted to him, you know, via messaging on the phone during the week when they were at home. And it really, really did affect the players. Conte, uh, before the Brighton game, in tears during the sort of minutes applause um 
were you kind of surprised by uh, uh, the, the reaction to, to, to this awful passing? Um, I mean, I was surprised, obviously, by the, the awful, awful passing of Introni. And I actually said to my, my son and my brother, I'm convinced we'll win today before the game because I, I thought they would give that extra effort. And I always watch the players in the warm-up to see sort of what their body language is. And there were no smiles. There was no laughter. They were just really, really focused. And, you know, they clearly were playing for him. Um, you could see on their face, I mean, they were all wearing T-shirts sort of in tribute to him. You saw Larice at the end, you know, carrying a shirt with his name onto the, to the side. You saw um, Alan Dixon on the side holding a shirt up, you know, during the, the minutes applause. And then I saw when I got home, you know, in the post-match interview on Sky Kane was sort of welling up. So, you know, they clearly were very attached to him. Um, it's shocking how quickly, you know, he was diagnosed and passed away. And, uh, you know, I think it's a fitting tribute to him that the, they played in the way they did. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was uh, much more aggressive. The, the the press was there, which we haven't seen for quite some time now. And again, you know, I think what, what, what you, you can't lose sight of is the former Bryson Hove album. They hadn't lost at home since we beat them last season on an incredible run. OK, Liverpool out of form, but good draw at Anfield. This was going to be a very, very tough game. And I think, again, most Spurs fans probably before the game, probably didn't see us win the game. Admittedly, it was very, very tight. Uh, a brilliant, uh, you know, bit of work from Kane up front, the little jackknife header, stooping loads to get to the ball was the difference. They had chances. Welbeck missed a couple of chances. Uh, we had a sun goal struck off as well. But I think when you look at the pressure that Conte was under and some of the players as well, the fact that he did finally go to a 3-5-2 Doherty uh, came in, Basuma came in, Sessegnon came in. I all thought they had really good games alongside Benton Kerr. Whole BA was really, really good. It was a, And again, what was so nice to see, much less stupid errors coming into the performance. And I think, hopefully, when we look back at the end of the season, this could be a key away win uh, to decide where we end up in the, in the league this season. I think if, um, if Mr. Eason was here now, he'd be picking up the negativity of the... Uh of the performance, but what you get with Conte is that kind of performance. You know, you get a goal, you get men behind the ball. Um, We blocked everything that they threw at us. There were men putting their bodies on the line. We made it very difficult for them. We'll make it very difficult for a lot of teams if we play like that. I think that system worked better with three in the middle. I thought Basuma had probably his best game so far, although he hasn't had many, many games. Um, What you saw with Doherty is, he took up the right positions, you know, the way he overlapped. He got got his head on the ball every time they crossed it, basically did everything that Emerson doesn't do. Um, Emerson getting sent off in the North London derby was a blessing. Um, hopefully, hopefully he'll get sent off again as soon as he comes back. Well, that's um, a little bit harsh, Danny. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, you know, what, what, what people kind of forget, it's very frustrating, is before Doherty got injured last season in the Aston Villa game, he was one of our best players. He had finally sort of clicked, 
certainly with Conte. And, you know, the fact that he had a really bad injury, and it's obviously taken him time to come back. And I think literally within the first few minutes, he got into the box, had a shot, maybe should have hit the target. But again, there was a, a, a tackle he put in in the second half, sliding tackle in the box, which he had to time to perfection. And you could see Dar sort of hugging him and all that. It, I think he could be a really, really important player for us for the rest of the season, if he stays uh-huh. fit. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying that I want Emerson not to play, not not mm. Doherty. I want Doherty to play. Well, he's got to get his place back, you know. Well, he's got to sort of show it in training now. And I think Doherty will go, well, try and displace me now, you know. Look, I think what we're all in agreement on is that we needed to change the, the personnel. We needed to change the system. We'd like, we'd, we'd have liked it to come sooner. I mean, I did actually say during the game, God, I wish we'd had this formation against Arsenal and I wish we'd had this passion against Arsenal. Most of us did. Most of us did. I, I don't know why he, he hadn't changed before, but we were so much more solid now in the middle, uh, breaking up play, passing the ball quicker to the front three because we had more players in the middle. Brighton really, I mean, apart from about a 10-minute spell when they sort of looked on top, I, th- I thought we kind of dominated the game, didn't we? We did, but the only, the only thing that worries me is, you know, at the end of last season, we were beating teams for fun, you know, we sticking five past Everton and five past Norwich, and we, we dominated games. And other than the Leicester game, which was a bit of a freak, really, because as people said, it was the worst 6-2 you've ever seen. Um, you know, winning 1-0 is never pretty. You know, I was desperate for us to get that second goal. When Kane had that shot that went wide, when Son had that goal disallowed, because you knew it 2-0, Bright were dead and buried. Now, actually, you know, credit to Conte, his teams can hold on to, for one nil as more than previous managers' teams. But there are going to be games where we're, we're going to hold on for one nil, and they'll get a late equaliser, or you know, things won't go our way. So I, I don't really want us to become the one nil to the Tottenham team. I'd much rather that we put games to bed rather than having to like throw on defenders and midfielders to try and shore up the one nil. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And the other thing, again, that kind of wasn't picked up by a lot of people was that Harry Kane now 10 goals behind that Jimmy Greaves record that most people never thought would get broken. And Harry now 10 goals behind. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it means he can break the record this season and he can join Bayern Munich in the summer. So <laughs> he'll be delighted. Um, no, I think uh, I was amazed, actually, that he's so close to the record. Um it's weird, isn't it? Because with Haaland in the league as a sort of uh, robot, it, you sort of forget how prolific Kane is. And he's already so far behind Haaland uh, in the goals for this season in the Premier League. But you'd be mad to bet against Kane now, breaking Absolutely. the record this season. Oh, without a doubt, I'm sure he will. Well, look, let's go to a very quick break. When we come back, we're going to look ahead at the game on Wednesday and the game of the weekend against Everton. Back in one minute. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back from the break. Don't forget for premium content, including a daily news show, X Player Interviews, 
An original documentary series on Spurs. Go to patreon.com slash Spurs show and support our show in the process. Spurs show merchandise. Christmas around the corner. Go and go to... Well, there's all the links on the uh, description to this pod. Wonderful Spurs show merchandise with t-shirts with Peter Cook, Bob Marley, Bruce Forsyth, Emma Raducanu, Adele, Paul Whitehouse, Antonio Conte, Homin Sun Design. Some lovely, lovely stuff. And don't forget our monthly live shows are up and running now. We had Colin Calderwood uh, last month. This month, Jerry Armstrong. That's going to be a great show. October the 24th. You and your mates can be there in London's glittering West End. Go to season.spurshow.net. Sign up and see us on October the 24th. Um, mentioning Patreon there, we did a few years ago, which is on the Spurs Show feed, an interview with John Duncan. Uh, one of my favourite strikers growing up. Obviously, really sad news again this week that John Duncan passed away at age 73. Uh, for younger listeners, Duncan was Terry Neal's uh, first signing from Dundee, was our top striker for three seasons in the sort of late 70s. Um, certainly key, a key, key player in getting us promotion for Division 2 with his goals. Uh, had injury problems, went on to Derby, then obviously famously became a manager with various clubs, including Chesterfield, when I got to the uh, semi-finals of the FA Cup. What was your memories of, 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 of John Duncan, Danny? Uh, John Duncan was one of my early heroes, a, a bit like you. Um, to me, he was like Captain Scarlet. He looked like Captain yes. Scarlet. <laughs> um, you know, I loved Tottenham strikers. And, you know, I was of that age where he was one of my first heroes and that 77 78 season when we got promoted you know people obviously talk a lot about hoddle and what he did for us but i think duncan got 20 plus goals that season and he was prolific um and he was as i say one of my heroes um obviously had injury problems and then actually i think left before we hit that great you know period of the early early 80s yeah he was there the sort of pre he was there the season pre-season uh when Ozzy and Ricky arrived but again injury problems there and then w w was moved on but again I started going sort of 73 and I was sort of it was sort of Chivers was in and out the team under Terry Neal we had Jones uh Armstrong who was mentioned on the show uh next month Ian Moores um and then Duncan came in and you know what people f maybe forget is what a poacher he was. He always, Gary Lineker always reminded me of John Duncan. Uh, brilliant around the box, six-yard box, Duncan headers, prodding the ball in. I don't remember many goals from Duncan from outside the area. Uh, good in the air, held the ball up well. Uh, really, really key, to, as I said before, of getting his uh, promotion. And, and, and people forget, even the season we nearly went down uh, under Terry Neal, that famous... Um, season where we had to beat Leeds 4-2 to stay up he was key that season as well keeping us up so really really sad and for those of you go and um, just search where you get your podcast just put in Spurs show John Duncan and, and listen to the show we did with him only a couple of years ago and he's, you could tell how proud he was uh, to play for Tottenham and our thoughts are with all his family and friends it's uh, so sad that again another one seems to have you know died a little bit too, 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 too soon for our, our liking um, now, obviously, uh, coming up um, on Wednesday, Eintracht Frankfurt, we, we kind of said after the Sporting Lisbon defeat, the two games against Frankfurt are key 
to us getting qualification in the Champions League. We all kind of wanted at least four points from those games. We've talked about the point in, in Germany. Uh, you've already mentioned Danny Frankfurt, sort of a funny team. They, they beat Union Berlin a couple of weeks ago, who are top of the league. They're now lost at the weekend. I think they lost 3-0. Um, so it would be interesting. What kind of side do you think he's going to put out? Do you think he's going to go very, very strong again? Or do you see him rotating again on, on Wednesday? I think he, he probably will have to rotate a little bit, but you know, there's a chance for Royale to come back in because he won't be suspended for the Champions League. Um, I think they were surprisingly poor in the in the away leg. They they will bring a lot of fans with them. They they tend to bring a lot of fans, and they're very uh, raucous in the support. But I think the next two games, Champions League, are obviously crucial. I mean, if we if we win, but if we win both of those. We'll be on 10 points. And I think that, not to say that Marseille would be a dead rubber, but it would mean we'd be guaranteed to finish second the way the other results have played out. So that should be that should be the focus. And I think I think we will win both of those games. I think there's, you know, there there will be a focus and a determination to do that, if for no other reason than to make the Marseille game, you know, less meaningful. Just to get a bit more momentum again, obviously Richarlison was key in the uh, other home game uh, against Marseille, so I could see him coming in and, and doing well again. What? Give us a quick uh, score prediction then for the Wednesday night. I think it'd be two nil, um, and I think although we've not been playing well, if we we've had back to back, you know, cleanless sheets, so I, I feel that there'll be a determination to keep a clean sheet, and I and I think we will will score twice, uh, and I think Son. And Richarlison will score. I'll go uh, 3-1 Tottenham. And then on uh, Saturday, I think it's a 5.30 kickoff. Everton, it's a weird season. Everton obviously nearly went down last season. I don't recall them doing, scoring, uh, winning many games this season. But they they seem to be much higher in the league than I thought they would be. And they have quite a few draws. They lost at the weekend to Manchester United. Didn't look great up front. Anthony Gordon, who's a player that we tried to get in the last window, according to rumours, uh, is suspended. Uh, he got another booking uh, against United. He won't play. Um, I think we beat them pretty easily last season. Um, do you see any issues, problems on Friday against Everton? Uh, I don't see... Everton being a problem, um, famous last words. Uh, I think that Lampard, a bit like Gerard, they feel like they're only a couple of defeats away from being sacked at any any point. I don't feel like they're... Lampard, in particular, feels like he's got a lot of control over Everton. I think they actually did have a four or five game unbeaten run, but as you say, most of those were draws. I, I watched the game yesterday against Man U. I thought both teams looked pretty average. Both teams were misplacing the ball a lot. Gordon is probably Everton's most threatening player. So him being suspended, I think is great news. I I can't see anything but a Tottenham win. Well, give us a score prediction, Everton. Um, I'm going 3-1 for that one. 3-1. I'm going to go 4-0 Tottenham Hotspur. Um, other bits and pieces in the news. Rumours today that Tottenham are talking to Google about naming rights of the stadium. When you look at sort of Daniel Levy and the wonderful stadium, you know, he said 
very early on. The naming rights was the big money. I believe various people have been employed by the club to get this big deal over the line. They've all seemed to have gone back to leaving and say, the money you want ain't out there. He's got rid of them. He's brought another one in. We've got this guy called Todd Klein currently in trying to get the money that the club want for these naming rights. Do you think this might finally happen or do you think the fact it's already out in the public means a bit like our transfers? It'll probably just disappear and we'll be chatting to Little again next week to try and make it the Little Stadium. Well, I, I googled it and it seems to be uh, it's a top story. So um, there's obviously some some truth in it. And uh, you know, I, um, I I've been talking to some friends about it. What the, you know, what the, the short name for the new stadium might be? It might be the G Spot. People are talking about <laughs> <laughs> one for toe for that. There we are. That's great. The G-Spot. Yeah, the G-Spot Stadium. Yeah, you could be right. Well, I hope it's done. I mean, if this, this money does come back and is reinvested into the playing staff, uh, we'll, we'll see if that happens there. Um, I think that's pretty much uh, everything. Anything, Danny, you want to plug? Any shows you've got coming up you'd like uh, the listener to, to, to look out for? Yeah, we've got a couple of things coming up. We've got a new uh, football prank show uh, oh. coming up up on sky called player pranks which right. is hosted by uh micah richards and mm-hmm. adam smithy smith the, right. uh, the tottenham fan yeah who appears on tottenham uh, tv yeah and one of the people pranked within the show which people should find amusing is jermaine genus right um who has his car graffiti by an arsenal fan which right. uh was playing golf which uh <laughs> you should enjoy the reaction to that yeah. and they're actually also coming out next month um, we've done a fly on the wall on the Southampton Academy, which obviously produced the uh, the wonderful Gareth Bale, mm-hmm. and we follow their age groups from you know seven and eight year olds all the way all the way through to fifteen, sixteen year olds, and that's a fifteen part series. Wow, amazing! Uh, that will be on the BBC iPlayer and um, on CBBC. So a couple of football things to look out for with some some Tottenham interest in them as well. Fantastic. Well, that's great news. But just to let, let listeners know, next week, Theo Delaney, Delaney, Theo Delaney, Theo Delaney is back next week. Mitch Lee, Mark Trainers, and Jeff Pope returns. They'll be looking back at the last uh, two games. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll be back again on next Monday. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Danny, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, nice to have one guest at least show up uh, this evening. Um, so thank you very much thank you very much everyone at home Uh, until next time come on you Spurs if you want to advertise on or sponsor this show check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.